Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Money and Integrity podcast presented by worklifemoney.co. My name is Kimberly. I'm a career mindset coach and the founder of worklifemoney.co, and I'm here to help you develop the personal growth skills to meaningfully make and manage your money to create work-life balance. How? By tackling the self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and procrastination habits that are holding high-achieving perfectionists back. And today, we're going to be talking about how to change careers without quote-unquote wasting your previous education. Looking back, I've changed careers many, many times. And initially, one of the things that really held me back was because I didn't want to waste my education, like the years that I spent in schooling. Changing careers is scary enough, but It's even harder when you are pulled towards the career path that you have your education in. And it's not just about breaking the financial ties, um, but that you have to a certain career path, like the money you invested in it. But I find that it's also the emotional ties because you don't want to disappoint anyone or feel like, you know, you wasted your time. That feeling in itself is not good. And you may have spent a lot of money in your education. You may have had financial help from your parents and you don't want to disappoint them. Or you may have put a lot of years and effort into this career path. And now you've decided that, you know, this is no longer for you. So this is a really common problem, especially for high achieving perfectionists, because as a high achieving perfectionist, you're held, you hold yourself to a very high standard and hate the feeling of wasted effort. So what do you do? Do you stay on the career path that you're not happy with and try to make it work? Or do you like, you know, quote unquote, throw everything away and start all over again? I've changed careers so many times, like literally too many to count at this point. And to be honest, it gets easier every time you do it, not only because the time is distanced from when you originally, you know, completed that education program, but also because you can overcome the fear and the doubt that comes with changing careers much easier. And it's changing careers is not just about, you know, the tangible aspects of learning a new skill, because Pretty much anyone can learn a new skill to change careers, but breaking away from that routine and to do something that already works can be really difficult and intimidating. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down how to change careers without feeling like you're quote unquote wasting your degree. So the first thing I want to talk about is understand that you don't have to make money the same way you quote unquote lost it. When you start to think about changing careers, it can feel like the years and the money you put into a degree need to be quote unquote worth it. And there's a lot of misconception with this idea that you have to make money in the same way that you lost it. There are a million different ways to make money, especially nowadays. And there can also be a lot of career options that you didn't know about when you first started your degree. There have probably been maybe even a whole sector or industry that has been created since you graduated and not to mention since you entered into your career, into your education path. However, the goal of a career is to, you know, make money and sustain your lifestyle for a certain section of it. Of course, it's important to have passions and interests, but it's also the monetary aspect needs to be um, spoken to about as well. 
and you don't have to make money the same way that you, um, uh, quote unquote lost it. If the career path you chose doesn't live up to your expectations, doesn't fit your personality, or doesn't allow you to sustain your lifestyle. You don't have to make money in a certain way and force it to work. It's okay that you didn't have all of the answers when you were 18 or when you started your degree or even 22 and you finished it. Something I tell my coaching clients when they struggle with this is that you made the best in decision with the information you had. And now that you have more information, you are allowed to change your mind without beating yourself up, without beating yourself up for your past. Now, Following that idea of quote unquote losing money, the second thing that I want you to think about is that the fact that you probably already made your money back when it comes to your degree. In psychology, there is something called the sunk cost fallacy. And that is the idea that if you've already spent the money on something, people tend to continue with the decision, even if there's no way of recovering the money. If you have a degree and invested a certain amount of money in an education path, there is no way to, you know, get your money back if you change your mind. I don't know many universities that do refund policies. Now, instead of thinking that you need to continue down this path, try reframing it in terms of return on investment. The truth is you've probably already made your money back with that education. And I want to use my personal um, experience as an example. So I spent around, give or take, $25,000 on my degree. Um, To be fair, I was heavily supported by scholarships and bursaries that covered two-thirds of my degree, but it was still quite a hefty investment. And also, obviously, it took time. I took five years to do basically a four-year degree because I did a co-op option. And I got my degree in political science and psychology. To a certain extent, I am quote unquote using my degree because I work with legislation, but it's not directly correlated because I'm no longer on that path towards law, international development, NGO that I was when I started my degree because that was my... um, That was my plan. But the thing is, having a degree has enabled me to get jobs, even if it wasn't directly related to it. When I entered the job market, I found that a lot of jobs out there have a bachelor's degree as their minimum requirement. And even though I never worked completely directly in what I was studying, I have made my money back. And the return of investment has been made even if it's not a high return. That's okay. Like I super enjoyed my career path. So even though I'm not like using it for the rest of my life, I still made my money back. I've definitely made over $25,000 and I really enjoyed my experience. It's okay to change career paths to get a higher return um, on another career path. You don't have to quote unquote stick with it just because you invested in it at one point in your life when you had less information. And this is something I think about a lot when it comes to investing. And I'm going to do a whole other episode on all the things um, you need to know and the mindset shifts that you need to go through to in really invest in yourself and make the most of in your investment. So look out for that episode. But another concept that um, I want you to think about when it comes to, you know, feeling like you wasted your money is just the 
When it comes to the monetary ties of an education path, it's really important to also think about the opportunity cost of not changing careers. So opportunity cost is the cost of not making a decision like changing careers. And you could be making more money in a completely different career path. And so when you think about not wanting to waste your degree, it's also think helpful to think of not wanting to waste future opportunities. Now, the third thing I want to talk about is really valuing the degree that your, you know, the education your degree gave you and thank it and then let it go. So this sounds a little bit strange, but let me hear me out. Um, uh, now that we've covered the monetary aspect of it, I want to talk about letting go of your degree and your past education on a internal level. So there's a this big misconception that you have to monetize absolutely every interest you have. But the thing is, you can utilize other skills to make money and then use that money to enable you to continue your interests or passions. You are allowed to be multi-passionate and you don't have to monetize every aspect of your life. I truly believe you are not your um, career you are not your degree. You are a multifaceted human being with lots of different passions, interests, and lifestyle needs. It's okay to pursue education in things that you are interested in, but don't you can't don't monetize later on. For example, I knew I was minoring when I was in minoring in psychology, it wasn't going to get me a job. Psychology in particular is a field that really requires higher education, like graduate school or a PhD or incredible research to really make a career out of it. But I love psychology. And the reason I minored in it in combination with political science is because psychology is, you know, the science and breakdown of how we think, how we feel and act. And political science is how we enact those thoughts, feelings and actions on a social and global scale. So I studied psychology partly just because it was fun. And there is nothing wrong with that. When I was a kid, I I think back to, you know, what I did when I was younger. And, you know, when I was a kid, I took piano lessons rigorously and was a part of senior band and choir and in high school for years. Now, all of these were additional expenses onto my family. And I absolutely had no intention of being a professional musician musician, but I pursued them out of interest. You know, if you got a degree in a subject you were interested in and it didn't pan out into a career, instead of resenting it, thank it for the knowledge it brought into your life. I don't regret a minute of my extra classes, hours of practice, and the financial resources I put into music. I loved it. It taught me self-discipline, and I didn't know that I could have this kind of a true appreciation for the arts and how I value them. And now when I listen to music, I can see it and I can feel it in a way a musician can. And the same goes for psychology. Like even though I'm not directly in a psychology, like um, the psychology field and doing research or counseling or anything like that, that type of learning helps me with my current coaching when I coach my clients. It also just helps me as a person in general interact with other people because I understand socially how um, people interact with each other. 
And that is so incredibly valuable. So even though there's no like actual tangible aspects, it has really enabled me to be further in my career, I believe, because of how I act with other people and just the psychological terms I was able to describe to you on this podcast. So when I think about wasting my education, I actually like to reframe it Marie Kondo style and thank it. I thank my education for the knowledge and joy it brought me and then move on. If you've ever read the book, um, her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, Marie Kondo talks a lot about how to let go of items that you want to keep and how to, you know, um, move away from that hoarder mindset. And what she describes in the book is, you know, you touch it, you thank it, and you know that it's served its purpose in your life and that you don't have to hold on it to it forever. And that's how I think about changing careers. I don't regret anything. I think each and every one of my moves has allowed me um, to have, you know, go on to the next chapter when I'm ready and have the career that I really love right now, which is in public procurement. Everything was leading up to this. I just couldn't see it. And I can take aspects of my past to really fuel where I am now, even though I didn't start at the very beginning um, of this career path, because to be honest, I didn't even know this existed. So just remember that it's okay to be multi-passionate and it's okay to have different areas of your life being fulfilled by different needs. Um, and what I mean by that is that there can be a certain interest that is fueled by your career and you can have other interests as hobbies. You don't have to monetize them. And if you're struggling with how to do this, I did a whole podcast episode. It's episode 38 on the Money and Integrity podcast. And, and it's all about how to choose a career when you are multi-passionate. So go listen to that after this one if this is something you're struggling with. Now, the fourth thing that I see a lot holding a lot of people back when it comes to changing their careers without feeling like they've wasted their education, and myself included, is, you know, not focusing on promoting transferable skills and instead having an all or nothing mindset. So as a high achieving perfectionist, it can be easy to want to have all your ducks in a row. So if you start something, it can be extremely difficult to leave it unfinished. But instead of allowing your all or nothing mindset to take over, I want you to focus on your transferable skills that you have gained in the process. Every career, including the one you are currently in, has transferable skills like communication, marketing, and customer service. And if you are thinking about, you know, what kind of transferable skills you might need for a career change. I'm going to link an article in the show notes that um, I broke down all the transferable skills you need. So you can read that afterwards, but it's really sometimes difficult when you are looking at changing careers to also think about having an all or nothing mindset and thinking that our skills are really set in those paths. So a few years ago, I think it's about three years ago, I started on a certificate program at a local university because I thought I wanted to be on a certain career path and that's government administration. And then last year, well, not last, like 2019, like mid 2019, I changed my mind. And not only did I only complete two out of the five courses required for the certificate program, I chose actively 
not to move on with it anymore. Now, a part of me, I won't lie, wanted to continue with the certificate program, even though I wasn't on the career path anymore, because I just wanted that recognition. You know, I didn't want that kind of gap on my university, like not my university, on my um, my resume for this university program that I took that didn't I didn't really con- uh, uh, finish. Like I can't say I have the certificate because I don't. And I decided instead to start on another career path, which is what I'm currently in. And I'm taking courses in another program. And a part of me, I'm not going to lie, used to be very judgmental of people who um, would start a career path and then stop it. And as I've grown up, I think that that actually was the smarter decision because of that sunk cost fallacy. Again, there is no point in continuing with an education path if you don't have absolutely any plans to um to see it through and to make it your career and i think a lot of people especially high achieving perfectionists get trapped into this mindset that thinking that just because we start something we just have to finish it for the sake of our ego and for the sake of making things perfect and square and line and i think about this a lot in particular to not having to finish something just because you don't like it. And I think about this when I'm reading a book as well, because I am the type of person who does not read books to the end if I do not like it. I don't see the point that it's proving, like, especially when it comes to reading a book, like, yeah, okay, you might have already bought it, but I actually borrow a lot of my books from the library. Even if I did buy it, I don't see... Um, the point of investing the rest of my time into a book that I don't really like. And um, I don't see anything that I'm going to get out of it. And who's really going to know except me, right? If I finish this book and who's really going to care that much, unless it was for a class, which I will read it for then. But unless there's no other tangible, you know, reward at the end, like obviously I will read a book to write the essay, to get good grades and to pass my class and to have the conversations, sure. But if I'm reading a book for fun, if I put it down, no one's really gonna care. And sometimes I have to think about that when it comes to my career as well. As as much as it can feel like your career affects a lot of other people or impacts people, and it could in the way that you might be supporting people. Whether or not you enjoy your job doesn't really affect anyone but you. As in, you are the one that, you know, has to carry on with this. If you disappoint your parents by changing career paths, yes, of course, they're going to be, they might be disappointed and it might feel negative in, in the short run. But at the same time, you're going to have to live with your career decision for the rest of your life. And so when I think about changing careers, I do try to think of it in in separation of other people because it is a really big decision that I want to be making sure that I make correctly for myself and not for others because, and not for what society has also kind of taught us is right or wrong because I personally lived through that for many years throughout school. And part of being an adult is really being able to make those decisions. And here's the secret to making that decision without feeling like you wasted your education or regretting it. It's that to know that you can change your mind and you can correct yourself later 
on. So whenever I change career paths, I tell myself, if I want to, I can always go back. If I find out this is a mistake, if I was misinformed and didn't have all the information when I made that decision to change careers, I can go back. Like, 100%. I can re-register for those courses in that university program that I didn't finish. That is always there. If I did this for like one or two years and I was like, I hate it, there's nothing stopping me from just going back and correcting myself. And that's okay. As a higher achieving perfectionist, it's so easy to want all of our ducks in a row, everything to be perfectly square. And leaving something like this incomplete would have killed me a few years ago. I would have probably continued that career path for another two years just to finish the courses and then um, change my mind later. But why do I need to invest that money and time up front when I knew in the end that I didn't want to um, uh, continue in that career path? Because, you know, it wasn't a waste. I learned so much from those courses and I'm still able to tie back my uh, it into my work today and taking that program really also taught me how to extract the education from school and apply rather than just worrying about grades and certificates and this is something that it's so funny that it took me so long after so many years of education to really comprehend it's really just being able to focus on extracting education over any types of grades and I think I really learned this in my third fourth year of university but When I went into this program, because I did it as an adult, I was like, wow, I really don't have to um, finish this program. I just have to get the information and be able to apply it. So that's the transferable knowledge that, you know, you need to focus on when changing careers. And when you um, it's also when you're changing careers, it's also important to focus, like I mentioned, on transferable skills. And while that, of course, can vary on your current career path and what you may be doing, it's important to know that they do exist and to focus on communicating them and promoting them. You do not have to start from ground zero every time you start a new career. This is something I've done over and over again, and it's important to focus on your transferable skills. And if you are in a career path right now and you're thinking about making that change, I really recommend that you read this article that I wrote um, about the soft skills that you need to develop them to make sure that you get promoted and to make sure that you advance in your career. I will link it in the show notes. It is the most popular um, uh, episode on the website. And the last thing that I want you to think about when you are trying to change careers is understand that the imposter self-doubt, you know, and imposter syndrome will come. Every time you change a career, there will be a voice questioning if this was the right decision, is are we doing the right thing? No, after the initial high is worn off, it will immediately tell you, your brain will um, immediately say, you know what, maybe this was the wrong decision and it will make you doubt yourself. But I want you to understand this and do not feel discouraged by it. This is normal and it is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's psychological what happens. And the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it's a graph. And I mean, if you're not, obviously you're listening to this on the podcast, if you're on the um, webpage, you can also scroll down and see the chart, but I highly recommend that you Google this chart. So it's basically a chart that um, describes and shows that, you know, the more, the less knowledge you have initially about a certain topic, like a career change, the more confident you will feel. So let's say that you want to become 
um, you want to go work in coding or um, and you think I can do this, right? So um, you will feel the initial spurt of confidence, but the more that you learn about your career, the more overwhelmed you will feel and the imposter syndrome will come out because then you will question whether or not you can actually do this with all of this information that you have and your confidence will drastically decline. So example, if you want to go into coding and you think I can do this and then you look into, you know, CSS, Java, Python, all the Ruby, like all of the different types of coding there is out there and what is actually required of them. It is so easy to feel that self-doubt and that imposter syndrome because you think, oh, maybe I can't do this. This is too much information. Like, I don't know if I can do it anymore. And the reality is that this is psychological. It happens to everyone and well, not absolutely everyone, because there are people who are able to overcome it quicker than others. But it is really hard to avoid this effect. But it, when you understand it, it makes it easier to go through. It makes it easier to continue. Because when you look at the Dunning-Kruger effect, um, after that um, drastic decline at the beginning, when you take in all of your information and think, oh, I don't know what to do, you actually, as you gather more information, you go up, your, your confidence level goes up, and then it plateaus. Because as you learn more, you think, oh, I can do this, you know, and then that way you can actually succeed in your career goals instead of being paralyzed by them. And that is the big theme of this episode is that changing careers. I know there's so many tangible aspects to it, of it, but that, to be honest, is the easy part. Like when I change careers and think about the skills that I require and the development of skills, it's so much easier in comparison because anybody can learn a new skill if you put in the time and effort. And there's actually also so many resources these days, more so than ever, to be able to, you know, develop skills on your off time. You can use sites like Udemy, EduX, um, I'll link all this, by the way, and LinkedIn Learning. And so you can actually learn the tangible aspects for your skill. You can use Skillshare. You can just also look up stuff on YouTube. When I was studying to go into a different career path, one of the things I used was just like YouTube videos. There's and it was for a government position. So you'll be amazed by like what YouTube and LinkedIn learning has out there to be able to um, learn different skills. However, I find that for myself and for my coaching clients, one of the hardest things about changing careers, about starting new something new, is not actually someone's ability to develop a skill. It's not actually their ambition or intelligence. It's that fear of failure. It's that self-doubt. And this is something I work really hard with my clients on. And so if this is something that you want further help on, please apply into my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. I do have spots open right now and I will link the information in the show notes, but you can also DM me at worklifemoney.co on Instagram or email me at Kimberly at worklifemoney.co for more information. And we can get um, on a call and see if it's the right fit for you. But I really am so passionate about this topic about changing careers without wasting your education because I feel like 
there are so many aspects of it, not just for the fact that you might not be fulfilled in your current career, but also that sunk cost fallacy and that opportunity cost of not changing careers. And I think about this so often. I think about the opportunity cost of just not making more money in a different career path. Like I'm making more money in one I am currently in just like one or two years later than I was before, but also the opportunity cost of myself and how proud I'm going to feel when I look back on the chances I took. So in my last episode, um, and I believe that was episode 45, I talked about you know the 30 goals that I had created when I was like 20 years old and what I was actually able to accomplish um, when I was 30, when I failed, what I failed at, what I accomplished, and what I learned. And one of the things that was kind of um, the theme of that episode and the realization is that I'm so proud of tw- like of myself. I'm so proud I took chances even when I failed multiple times. By the way, some of those failures were big and they were um, they happened many times like for the same goal. I'm so glad I did. And so I think about that opportunity cost of what I'm going to feel when I'm 40, when I'm 50, when I'm 60. Is that do I want to stay on the same career path and regret? you know, not making that change. And sometimes when we think about our careers, it's so easy to get that vision of thinking about it just in terms of, you know, the next five years or so. But if you really think about it, you're going to be working in some capacity until maybe you're 60, 65. So your career path is spanning decades. And having, I think when I look back, having a couple of years of trying to figure it out, trying to do different things, I don't think the 65-year-old version of myself is going to regret it. Looking back, she's going to be like, you are so young. You were such a baby. I'm so glad that you took those chances and made those change. Even though it felt scary at the time, it made such a big difference in the end. And honestly, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it didn't mess up and screw up my entire career or my life or anything. And I think about that because when I look back at when I was a teenager and I thought that choosing courses was the biggest, you know, thing and choosing a university and a program was like going to like define my life forever. Um, I think about, no, you know, it didn't, it didn't even define my life for the next 10 years. Right. And I changed career paths, even from what I was doing in university. So it is okay. And whenever I think about being scared to change career paths, I always refer to that future version of myself and think about how can I make her proud? What is she going to feel proud that I'm going to do? So I hope that you have found this episode helpful. I hope that, you know, you were able to get out the knowledge and the extraction of what it's of the mindset shifts that it takes to change careers, not just the tangible aspects like, you know, networking and skill development, which are all really great things. And by the way, I have an episode, I don't know which number it is, but I'll link it in the show notes about how to network, um, without feeling sleazy if you need help with that other aspect because yes there's all that other um uh, there's all so many resources for those other aspects but it's really difficult and move to move through these certain um mindset shifts and i find that this is what's holding people back so as a reminder if you need extra help please apply to my one-on-one coaching program but until then Um, If you enjoy this episode, again, please let me know. My contact information is always in the show notes. And until next time, I'm always cheering you on. Talk to you later.